hey, we have a Black Friday through Cyber Monday offer for you. Uh, all of our listeners today on your podcast, uh, go to coachingyoulive.com slash Black Friday. This is the offer that you're going to get 30 plus videos, the best of that we've ever had. Uh, so much learning material uh, with a $100 discount, $199. Uh, please check it out. Again, for your learning pleasure, go to coachingyoulive.com forward slash Black Friday. Hey, welcome to another Coaching You podcast presented by Huddle Basketball and Huddle Assist, your best solution to capture and analyze every aspect of the game from the first tip to the final buzzer. The reason that we're doing uh, this tribute podcast today to Glenn Wilkes is because he was a dear, dear friend for years. Um, and having been an assistant coach at Stetson with the great Donnie Jones, I was able to spend the last year and a half with him uh, almost on a daily basis. Uh, this is such a profound figure in the teaching and coaching of the game. A 91-year-old man that still was learning, coaching, teaching. Uh, every day he would bring Donnie Jones and I ideas, but his circle of people that he was influencing was incredible. This was someone who basically was called the godfather of basketball in the state of Florida. Uh, he was in the College Basketball Hall of Fame in, in 2014. He was inducted. His best friend in life is the Hall of Famer George Raveling. And George Raveling trusted Glenn and his son, Glenn Jr., so much that they ran Michael Jordan's children's basketball camp in Santa Barbara, a legendary camp of 900 kids a week for 22 straight years. Uh Glenn is an incredible resource, teacher, etc. He passed last Saturday, and it's a deep, deep loss for every one of us in basketball. But for those of our listeners around the world and around the country that might not know about him, I we decided to have three of his really close friends that know him that would give you some great insight into him. That's Hall of Famer George Raveling. Uh, Larry Shiat, who's one of the great coaches of all time in our country and great teachers, uh, who ran uh, a clinic at Florida with, that I think was a think tank for coaching for the last 15 years, of which Glenn Wilkes never missed one. George Raveling started, a, again, a self-improvement clinic 40-plus uh, years ago with a group of what they call the originals of about eight coaches of which Glenn was one. Uh, and Donnie Jones is the head coach of Stetson where Glenn was the coach for 30 plus years. Uh, and just an iconic figure, the Stetson university basketball team practices and plays its games on the Glenn Wilkes court. Okay. So this is who this gentleman is, but more importantly, the, the impact as all coaches should, the impact and influence He's had on young people's lives. It's just it's too much to even go into. So let's get started with Hall of Famer George Ravlin. George Ravlin, my longtime friend, mentor, and the best friend, I think, of Glenn Wilkes, is our guest this morning. Coach, thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, 
I think you and Glenn, and I, <laughs> and it's scary. I've known you since I was 15 years old. I've known Glenn since I was 20, and uh, he was such an inspiration for me. And he didn't even know me. You know, I would I would order his coaching clinic booklets for six dollars that he would advertise in Basketball Weekly when I was a student in college, just to learn. And he would, you know, he would sell them to me. And then I was just so excited to learn from him. That was my education, you know. But how did your friendship start with him? I met Glenn in 1969 at a clinic. And at that time, uh, the Deep South was was, uh, solidly segregated. And uh, and, uh, I... uh, I, I went to this clinic and I met Glenn and then I and then I, uh, I he told me about the clinics that that he ran. He had Wooden and Adolf Rupp and 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 uh, the, all all were great coaches. Uh, held the, uh, John Wooden stayed at his house. Yep. And that and so so that was the start of what ended up being a. a, a a marvelous love affair, a great friendship, uh, right up until the day that that he breathed his last breath. Uh, we o- over time, we our 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 relationship began to e- evolve. In the early stages, I would say a lot of it was professional, professional in the sense that we were both coaches. We both. We, we, we both loved to read. We had so much commonality about us. And so one time, uh, Glenn was, and I were talking on the phone, and he said that Bill Foster was coming down, uh, uh, the one that coached at Clemson, uh, was coming down to, to uh, spend the weekend with him, and they, and they were just going to talk basketball. And so I said to Glenn, I said, Glenn, if I can get down, there could could I come and sit in and listen to you guys? And he said, "Oh, of course you could." And so I went down and 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 then out of that initial uh, 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 gathering, we just dis- we we decided to put together a group of guys, uh, and we would meet once a year for a week on on a weekend, and we would talk basketball. And and back in those days, coaches weren't secretive. They would they trusted each other, and they shared with each other, and they rooted for each other. And and so we would we would set up an agenda that we would talk about for the three days. Everybody would have an assignment. Like Glenn might say, "Okay, George, you're going to attack. You're going to take attack in the, the the zone. Bill, you'll have out of bounds plays." And then everybody was to show. Uh, and everyone we did, someone had to show something that they had learned in the last years, a, a play, a theory, a coaching method, a practice drill. Uh, all of us were always in thirst of drills. And so we put this group together and we met every year. And after a while, we started running out of basketball stuff. So then we started to bring people in to, to talk to us about business and and, and and finances and things like that, and 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 the word got around, and 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 people kept wanting to join the group, but we wouldn't do it. We'd allow them to come in as as a guest for for, uh, but they couldn't be a permanent member of it. And we, I mean, we had everybody from Chuck Daly to 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 Ubi Brown, 
and and I mean, just those two guys there, uh, they they could have their own library of, of Congress <laughs> on basketball, and you could just fill it up with Chuck and and and, and Yubi stuff. Now, those two guys were brilliant. And and so we put this group together, and and there's only four of us left now. Myself, uh, Gary Colson, Dell Harris, and Sonny Smith are the only four now left of, of that original group. And and who are the others? Just for the listeners, I know them all, but who are, who are uh, I, they? I, I might for, I might forget some. Bill Bill Foster, Bobby Hussey, um, uh, Glenn. Oh God! You you would you would ask me I, that. Uh, I, 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 who else? You probably you, now, I'll, it was I'll, was I'll Murray was different. Murray Arnold in there or no? Yeah, yes, great, great one. That, that that was a that would have been a bad miss, Murray yeah. Arnold. Like, that dude was was a mad scientist. Yes, when he, came he was to basketball. Yeah, and he told us about one time about how he, he a guy was on the line and if he hit the foul shot. Uh, it, it, they would win the game, and Mary told her story about he slowly substituted every player on the in the on the bench in the game so that the so the guy couldn't get the foul shot up right away. He missed it. <laughs> I mean, I mean that that's the kind of guy Mary. That's where his mind was. Who the hell would think it had? Oh, he he and Ann Con were what a couple they were to come around and watch your practice and stuff. But it, I don't know if you remember this. Uh, used to, I I went I was lucky to come in and sit there when you invited Mike Fratello, the head coach of the Hawks. I was yep. his assistant to come to the Atlanta Airport Marriott where you guys were meeting. Yes. And so you allowed us to come in. Mike made a presentation and you let us sit on the side. And watch and listen, and I was so fascinated by it, you know, you know, and I'm like, just you know, in my first few years in the NBA, and I'm saying, this is incredible. How can these guys come up with this idea? And there's a guy that you brought there, and he became one of my very best friends, and I know he was one of yours, the great John Savage. Oh, incredible mind. Oh, and you, and he was there speaking of finances. And I'm like sitting there with my mouth open and I cannot believe what he's teaching. And he was so great. And I I digress for one second. So I'm coaching the Pistons with the great Chuck Daly and we win the championship. And anytime John Savage wanted to drive up from Toledo and sit next to me at the scorer's table, I'm in the first seat in the bench. He'd sit right next to me and, and he just loved it. And so after the season, he said, Brendan, I need to come to your house. I need to sell you some insurance because you don't have any. So he comes to my house and my wife, who's the cheapest woman in the world, she, he, John says, I'm going to give you a half million dollars of whole life. He says, it's going to cost you, um, $1,800 a year. And she says, no, 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 he's not worth it. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and John says, Brenda, promise me two things. That when we have his funeral, that you'll wear a black dress and that you'll try not to smile. She signed mm-hmm. that damn policy so quick. And I, I thought he was the greatest of all time. You know, he was just. Um, but that was the group that you had, Glenn and those guys. They're amazing learners. Talk about, you, you know, you are every week you talk about, you know, growth mindset and learning and stuff. Glenn was like that. He was he was teaching Donnie Jones and I up to the day he left. I mean, that guy was such a, a great teacher, coach and learner. I, 
You, you got- know, the thing was that at one time he was the athletic director at Stetson, the basketball coach, and taught on the faculty. He yes. did all three of those things at one time. <laughs> he 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 was he was born to to teach and to and 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 to share. You know. Right up to the day he died, he was working on a book. Yeah. He was writing a book. <laughs> About that. He loved e-books, right? Loved them. Oh, he, and he read all the time. The, I, the last book I sent him was a, was about a month ago. I sent him John Feinstein's book, The Legends, which is wow. basically about Dean Smith, Valvano, and Mike Krzyzewski. And, and, and anybody in your audience, if you want, if you want to read a great book, and, 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 and uh, you should buy this book by John Feinstein, The Legends. And it's about Dean Smith starting at Carolina, Val, Valvano starting at NC State, and Krzyzewski uh, starting at Duke. And people would be amazed how they struggle yes. in the very beginning of their coaching careers. Isn't that amazing? The, nowadays, with social media and television, they'd all, they'd all would have been fired, right? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. They'd have been gone. They, they would have all been gone. And Krzyzewski would have probably been the first one that got fired. <laughs> That's right. The winningest coach of all time. That's exactly yeah. right. You know, Um what are you going to miss most about Glenn? His wisdom. There were, there was, there were, oh, uh, thousands of times in our relationship where I'd pick up the phone and I'd say to Glenn, "Hey, Glenn, I'm thinking about boom. Uh, what, what, what should I? What should I? Uh, uh, what am I missing?" And and he would say, "Well, George," and then he would start to give me little insights in that. <laughs> And sometimes, and Glenn and his son were they co-directed Michael Jordan's basketball camp with me for twenty-two straight years. They they were uh, anytime I ran an event at Nike, Glenn Wilkes was going to be was going to be one of the directors. I, I and and uh, and so for twenty-two years we ran the Michael Jordan uh, basketball camp for kids up in Santa Barbara. And basically, Glenn and Glenn Jr. ran it. I, I was, I would, all I did was listen and stay the hell out of their way. And, and, um, and, and so with me, uh, I remember one time I called Glenn about something with the camp and I said, Glenn, what about if we add this? And, the, and his simple reply, it's a good idea, but George, anytime you add something, you have to subtract something. So if we <laughs> add this, what are we going to subtract? Wow, and he was very, very simplistic in his thought process. But the one thing with Glenn that I loved was he was a truth teller. Every one of us needs someone in our life who's going to tell us the truth. And I could always count on Glenn telling me the truth, not what I wanted to hear or not some bullshit. Glenn was going to tell you the truth, and and he was going to tell it you the truth in its most simplistic form. You know, you two came through, you know, the years of segregation and everything, and you were a Floridian by birth, correct? And no, no, I was born in Washington D.C. Oh, were you? Okay, my yeah. fault. And, and and but you know, and and Glenn was born in Georgia and stuff. But here are a black man and a white guy that become, you know, not just best friends, but a, a real love affair like great friends have. And 
what would be with our world that what's going on now with so much hatred in the world and so much social injustice what what tips would the two of you give to people about that right now i think that we would we we would just keep it simple we would we would talk about that uh one thing i know we would talk about it is is we is always greater than me uh, I think that uh, uh, that I think both of us would say that we we need to live a life of authenticity. What I mean by that, it, it, the the framing uh, father said, "We the people," and uh, if you look at our currency, it says, "The United States of America." Well, we're, right now we're living a lie because. We, we are not a United States of America, right. and, and it's not we the people. If, if, if it was <laughs> we the people, we'd be making the first strides right now to, to find those things that are common amongst us. Yeah. And, and, and then we start to focus and work from there. There's, there, 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 there's, there's, there's far more good in us than there is bad in us, and we need to, to focus on, on the good of people. And, 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 um, so I, I think in Glenn's and I's situation, we, we trusted each other. We believed in each other. We never let our egos get in the way. And we tried to, to, to serve people as, uh, Glenn, Glenn would, Glenn was always, uh, open to helping anybody under any circumstances. And so uh, last August, I was in the hospital. I had an operation. I almost died. In fact, my heart stopped beating for about a minute, and they went and they were they were desperately scrambling to get my heart to beat again. And so I'm in the in, in the ICU, and I wake up, um, and uh, and I look up, and they're sitting in the in, in my hospital room is Glenn Wilkes and his daughter Angel. How about that? And he had got on the plane and flown all the way from the land now at at 91 years old. And he flew all the way across the country. And and I and I looked up and I saw him and, and then I, I started uh, getting tears in my eyes and that. And I was just stunned. But you that that's the kind of guy Glenn was. I mean, yeah. uh, here here I'm I, I, I didn't know it, but I, I could have died. But but there was Glenn right there sitting there with Angel, and and he stayed for two days. I kept saying, Glenn, God, go go! I I know you love me. I love you, <laughs> you know. And and he stayed for two days. And 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 uh, so, the, 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 Glenn was working on a book, as I understand it, about growing up in the South and racism and and how and uh, and the things that that he had to overcome the things that he had to come to grips with and that um, he, he, he had a very, very inquisitive mind. Uh, and uh, I used to say to Glenn in, in the latter years, and I met him with a depth of sincerity, I'd say, Glenn, you're my hero. And, and he was, because I, I look at Glenn and I say, damn, if he's doing what he's doing at 99, <laughs> one year old, I know what I need to be doing at 83. <laughs> And he was he was my, he was my guiding light. Well, you two are my heroes, and I I thank you so much uh, for everything that you've done and and that friendship 
this is this is truly a celebration and thank you so much for sharing because uh coaches around the world just need to hear this and the thing i loved about both of you you both you you, your players were your family and and you guys never ever as all coaches we never as coaches see color we just see our children and and that's what we need more of in the world but my friend Thank you so much for doing this, and I hope I hope um, that you stay well, my friend. Thank you for celebrating this moment with, with, with one of the truly great human beings on the planet, Glenn Wilkes. Thank you, Coach. And we'll be right back with our next guest, Larry Scheid. Prepare like the pros with the new Fast Draw. Fast Draw is the number one affordable coaching tool used by pro and high school level teams worldwide. With FastDraw, you can save your plays and playbooks digitally, attach video and share with other coaches and your players in seconds. In addition to a great product, they also provide basketball coaching content resources through their blog and playbank, which features over 8,000 free plays and drills from their online coaching community. For access to these plays and more information, visit FastModelSports.com or follow them on Twitter at FastModel. Don't forget to use promo code CU10, that is CU10, to receive 10% off your next Fast Model purchase. MindView is an amazing, amazing company that literally is just releasing a platform. They have developed an incredible assessment that we have just totally, totally been blown away with. Because on this assessment that you can take in a matter of 15 minutes or so, 20 minutes on your phone... The things that you've never been able to measure before, like resilience, grit, hope, adaptability, all these things, they are able to measure them as to how you're thinking and feeling right now. This is a game changer as far as I'm concerned. I'm a strength finder guy. I love all that. But MindView is the latest technology. It is just literally coming on the market right now. The platform that they've created is second to none. The emphasis right now on your players' mental wellness is unprecedented. I'm sold on MindView. Now it's your turn. For more information about MindView, M-I-N-D-V-U-E, please contact the COO, Cleet McQuinn. His email is cmcquinn at mindview.com or visit their website at mindview.com. Our guest today, Larry Shiat, long time, long time head coach, of Clemson, Wyoming, and an incredible, incredible assistant coach, most notably when he was a national champ at the University of Florida, but also since we are peer contemporaries and he's the coach of coaches. And what, Shy, I think, would you say your one of your greatest accomplishments has been something you didn't get paid for of starting uh, the clinic when you came to Florida? every August? <laughs> well, you know, for 38 straight years, we, uh, many of us who started as young assistant coaches, uh, put together a self-improvement clinic to help one another. In the last 14 years, we've we've had it uh, because Florida, and especially Jeremy Foley, was so generous to uh, take care of the cost. So, it all started back when we, many of us, again, young assistants, were working for some terrific head coaches. 
Gary Colson, Glenn Wilkes, uh, uh, George Raveling, Bobby Hussey, uh, to name a few. Um, they had started one for head coaches even further back. And we sort of called them the originals. And you know what? In reverence to what they had done, in the name of coaching, in the name of love of game, maybe more importantly, in the name of sharing, we started that and we fallen in love with it, expanded it uh, t- to some degree. How, how many people over the years would say to me, I know you know, Shy. Can you get me in that clinic? Like I was getting, like I was in the Varsity Blues trying to get someone into Harvard <laughs> or something, you know. And and it's like I I run an event where I charge hundreds of dollars to come and learn with the best speakers in the world, and this is a free event, and the tickets would have been priceless. You know, that's that's a great sign of what you had created there, all based on you know that concept of self-improvement well yes and it changed it it sort of took a new dimension uh when we came to florida it used to be a very small Mm -hmm. contingent of assisting coaches never more than one and from a particular conference and you know over time i thought you know what let's give this more to the young assistants uh, to minority assistants, to people who need to fall in love with the game like we once did. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that became then all of a sudden it took a turn where every this would be. The, I think head coaches at college now they don't they don't learn as far as going out and learning like we did. Now that was the only clinic they would go to all year: the Brad Stevens, the Matt Painters, the Kevin Eastmans, and and uh, all the Florida staff and everything. And I thought that was a great, great Jay Wright. <laughs> you know, they would come there and they would be at the, for a day and a half to learn. Uh, that had to be incredibly gratifying. It was wonderful. You know, Coach Donovan didn't really know about the background much mm-hmm. when he hired me. And um, I tried to explain to him, here's what we've done in the past. Here's what we'd like to do. And I think you'll fall in love with it. And you know how much he loves the game as well. So after a year or two, I think he really was as responsible as anybody to spread the word. This is good stuff. It's good if you're an assistant, if you're a head coach, if you're young or if you've been in the game long enough, it's just an opportunity to grow, uh, connect with some other people who have, you know, similar thoughts. So it was, it's really been a good thing. We had to take off last year for obvious health reasons. I'm keeping my fingers crossed that we can once again get together in Gainesville this coming August. Okay, now why on a celebration for Dr. Glenn Wilkes passing am I talking about this? For 15 years that you had this event, there was a guy that never missed. And that was Glenn Wilkes, correct? That's absolutely 100% right. And he knew that we wanted to keep the name of the originals, the, the gentlemen, the coaches that started this concept alive and to sort of enlighten a lot of new coaches of what they had done, why they had done it. This, this was a man who honestly loved the game and loved each part of the game and actually put his 
initials on a whole lot of different parts, not just assistance, not just clinics, not just trips overseas, not just camps, but people in general. He was a people person. It, let me throw one other thing out, Brendan, sure. because it comes to mind. You know, there was a time many years ago where if you put on someone's tomb or headstone, she was a good woman. He was a good man. There probably wasn't a, a nicer thing to be said about that person. You, you know, one a different lifetime now. It's about how many rings. Were you a champ only? I mean, they even write books you know, good to great. And you know what? What comes to mind with Glenn Wilkes is that he loved the game. He loved his family. He loved people. And you know what? He was a giver. And and that's what people will always remember that even touched him in a small way like myself. You know, the thing about Glenn that was so amazing, you know, get, getting to spend time with him a year ago at, at Stetson was – he was a great storyteller, as most great coaches are, and and he would, and I would ask him, you know, and you know, you know, as naively as I could, I said, uh, so at Stetson, you know, you know, you just had to coach and everything, you know, when you took the job in the sixties, and he laughed. He said, I just had to coach when I wasn't teaching a class or I wasn't athletic director, you know. Right. And, I said, and and he said, and I got all that for. Eighteen thousand dollars, you know, and you know, and in his spare time, he went and got his doctorate at Vanderbilt, yep. <laughs> you know. And you know, uh, Brendan, I don't think we've ever shared this, but uh, we did have another connection when I was a very young assistant at Cleveland State University. We went to a place that had a Christmas tournament. The name of the place was Stetson, and Glenn Wilkes was the coach. And it was Cleveland State, Stetson. I can't identify the third team. I can tell you the fourth team was Indiana State with Larry Bird. We played Stetson in the first game on their home court, and we were supposed to lose. We happened to upset them. And then we got to play Larry Bird and Indiana State uh, in the championship. So we actually went back a step or two in time and we would giggle and laugh about that once we'd see each other. Wow. You know, and, and people don't realize, you know, uh, in talking to George Raveling, you know, the stories that uh, the people that would, uh, that he got to come to Stetson and play La Larry Bird. I did not even know, but I knew Al McGuire brought the Marquette team, the national champs there, you know, uh, or you know what? Actually, actually, I believe, I believe, actually, I was told last year, Marquette came with Dwayne Wade, you know. Yeah, well, you know, um, this is before tournaments and yeah, uh, teams traveled overseas yeah. and, and teams went to uh, islands and Hawaii. And so, you know what? It was a pretty nice place to visit, as Deland still is. Sure. And Glenn reached out to so many different people and really started this uh, holiday tournament that a lot of us got excited to be invited to. You know, a year ago, um, in our my first year at Stetson with Donnie Jones, I remember, uh, you know, you would, uh, you know, for six months, you know, you and I would always go over to planning of who you were going to bring in to come to your incredible event at, in Gainesville in August. And the dates, I'll never forget, were August uh, 2021, let's say, Thursday, Friday. 
And I had that in my book for six months. I'm I'm going there. And then I, I go to Stetson to take a job with Donnie. And all of a sudden, uh, I said, Donnie, I'm going to be up here for two days, you know. And he goes, uh, yep. And then all of a sudden, they schedule our staff meeting for the day at the clinic. And mandatory, no excuses, cannot miss it. And I go to the athletic director. I say, I have a previous speaking engagement. And he says, that's too bad. And I am pissed. I mean, I'm really pissed. And so um, I, I said to Donnie, this is bullshit. I said, uh, you know, I'm not going. He says, no, you have to go. And so anyway, Donnie says, I'm going to miss it too. So anyway, we finished the event at 3 o'clock. All right, we jump in the car to come up to Gainesville, about an hour and 45-minute ride. And uh, Glenn Wilkes says, can I come with you guys? And I'll tell you what, what an honor. The three of us come walking into the clinic at five o'clock, and it was like I brought the guy to, you know, to get his Christmas presents. He 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 said, "I I, I never missed, I never missed, but I had no one to drive me this year except you guys." Yeah. Well, and another thought uh, in regards to, to to coach is that uh, he, he wasn't going to thumb you like most people and send you a message via text. He always picked his phone up when you called him. And if you missed him, he always called you back. How about that? And I don't know if you knew this, but in the afternoon when you found out, oh, my God, we're not going to be able to come to the whole clinic. He called and he said, coach, somehow I think I'm going to be able to get there because I always wanted him to be recognized. If yep. Del Harris, if Gary Colson, if George Ravling, if any of the original Sonny Smith, if they ever showed, I always wanted to introduce them yep. to tell some of these young coaches, here's why we're here. This yeah. is one of the reasons why we are all here today and you have this opportunity. But that's something that was old school, but Glenn never lost. And I'm sure if we were talking to his family right now, they would probably assure the rest of us, look, Pops or Coach or Doc or whatever they called him, he was going to tell us he loved us. He was going to tell us how he felt. He wasn't going to thumb. I try to get that thing across to my kids. Have you called your mother and told her you loved her today? It takes the same amount of time as when you use your thumbs, but boy, does it matter a lot more. That night when we were driving back, you know, from uh, your event at Florida, it's now like 10 o'clock at night, 1030 at night, and he's in the back seat calling his daughter angel and talking to her for 45 minutes on the way home and you know <laughs> talking so loud that Donnie and I can't hear each other in the front seat and it was wonderful to listen to a dad talk to his daughter you know like that you know who's a grown woman right you know and it's just priceless you know and and that's what made him so special you know you know I think what that generation has and you and I talk about it often Nowadays, the first thing a young coach tells me, asks me when I say, hey, you know, what about this job? And they say, well, how much does it pay? You know, we come from a generation we were happy to get the job. We didn't worry if it even paid, right? And, and Glenn Wilkes and that generation were worried about the job and then working the job and stuff like that. I, I, I know he was a huge influence to all of us, but anything that you can – also relate about Glenn? Well, 
again, I think you summed it up really well. The investment that Glenn and some of the coaches in that vintage paved the way for the rest of us was this love of what you're doing, not what you're being compensated for. The expression and the importance of who your players will become someday and how you can affect them down the road. And I'm sure that coach, as well as you and I, uh, got as much of a kick out of a former player contacting him on a weekend, just a call, not talking ball, just talking about their life, talking about their children, talking about the future that he helped invest that's what really makes a lot of us who love the game tick more. Um, I, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty positive they're not going to put on anybody's headstone their record, how much money they made. The most important thing is how you will be remembered and what you put in other people's heads. And the one significant thing and the reason why we're here and George spoke up and I'm sure Donnie had some great uh, thoughts were because – this man will be remembered not because of the wins or the rings and all the nonsense or the Hall of Fame. He will be remembered because of the people he touched and the people that touched him. So well said, Jai. So well said. Thank you so much for sharing in this celebration. I know you are such a big part of making him happy because he was happiest when he was around coaches. You're the best. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate it. Thanks. And we'll be right back with our next guest, Donnie Jones. We're thrilled to have our longtime partners and friends at Dr. Dish Basketball on board as sponsors of the Coaching You podcast. Dr. Dish machines are undoubtedly the most user-friendly and advanced machines in the world of basketball today. Dr. Dish has completely revolutionized and reimagined the shooting machine to provide the best solution on the market. Join top programs around the world like Duke, North Carolina, Florida, and countless others, and upgrade your shooting machine to Dr. Dish. Dr. Dish machines are the best way to increase purposeful reps in your program to get players better, faster, while tracking progress along the way. Dr. Dish provides so much more than just your standard shooting machines with custom training, pro trainers, and coaches on demand, real-time and detailed analytics, and top-of-the-line drills and workouts. If you're looking to take your program to the next level, look no further than Dr. Dish for the best basketball training machine in the world. If you have an old machine that's just collecting dust in your gym, did you know that you can trade that into Dr. Dish for up to $1,500 off and get a new dish? Make sure to give our friends at Dr. Dish a follow at Dr. Dish B-Ball on Twitter and Instagram for great daily drills, workouts, tips, and inspiration. Or contact us at drdishbasketball.com. Don't forget to mention Coaching You or our podcast for $300 off your purchase. The best basketball coaches are relying on data more than ever. That's why coaches love Huddle Assist. With Assist, you get full game breakdowns, including complete team and player stats in less than 24 hours. Your stats are ready when you need them. And assist is more than just a box score. Use interactive reports like shot charts and advanced stats like the line, like lineup data, VPS, and of course effective field goal percentage to coach smarter. Plus, assist brings your stats to life. 
Every stat is marked on the video at the moment it happened. See every shot, turnover, rebound, and much more with just a few clicks. Want to see how Huddle Assist is elevating basketball? Visit huddle.com slash assist. That's H-U-D-L dot com slash assist to learn more. Hi, this is Brendan Sir. I'm talking to coaches, PE teachers, ADs, and camp directors because I'm so excited to announce our newest Coaching You podcast partnership with my friends from 360 Hoops. What if I told you that I've witnessed the most innovative game, training, and exercise for kids that I've seen in decades? 360 Hoops takes up less space than traditional basketball and allows for more players to get involved in developing their basketball fundamentals. The three-sided basket is attached to wheels for easy transportation and can adjust from 7 to 10 feet. The uses are endless, from elementary and middle school recess to physical education class. It can also be used for team practice and skill development training for teams with players of all ages. For more information, visit www.play360hoops.com. To learn more about this new innovative product, make sure you mention Coaching You for a 10% discount. Here with Stetson head coach Donnie Jones. Uh, Coach, welcome, my friend. Welcome, Coach. I appreciate it. It's great to be with you. Well, you know, uh, one of the things that was so much fun for us last year at Stetson was the way you brought... uh, our Hall of Fame coach, Glenn Wilkes, into the family there. Explain how you did it and why you did it. Well, Coach, the first call I made when uh, this opportunity uh, popped up here and was available was to Coach Wilkes and, and Gus Gibbs, uh, longtime friends. had come and visited uh, me many times at UCF when I was the head coach and even when I was an assistant for Billy Donovan. Uh, both those guys added long time learners. As you know, when we talk about growth mindset, there's none more impactful than uh, Glenn Wilkes. And so uh, when I got the job, obviously that was the first guy I come and visited and, and brought right back into this uh, program. So when you, uh, when, when you saw this 90 year old youngster, okay, when you, when you first saw him and how did he react when you said, you know, you can come to practice any and every day you want. Oh, he was so excited. Uh, you know, obviously he loves Stetson like no other with the, what he built here. He is Stetson uh, from a basketball standpoint with all the success. But he was just so excited not only to come himself but bring his friends. Uh, he had so much pride and, you know, had breakfast every morning with, with guys for the past uh, 50 years that he'd been here. And uh, he brought all those friends of his uh to to restart uh the new beginning uh, of a new culture he was excited about you know I, when i was talking to george raveling yesterday and i said you know most coaches at the nba level and nca division one level don't let anyone in their practice like they think they're you know creating the next uh app or the next nasa missile that's going up into space or something you know that they've got the holy grail there you opened up your practice to these guys. And what I told Rav that was so cool was we had six, eight guys on the sideline, and God bless them all. They were between 75 and 90. And those guys, every now and then, would get a phone call 
and they would stand up and practice. And because some of them were a little hard of hearing, they would shout into their phones and talk at the highest level you could ever talk in a phone. And you never missed a beat, never even looked over there sideways. And I thought that was so classic because they were your guests in your house, but yet you would just let them be them. And that was, you know, and you know what I'm talking about with guys that do that, you know, and I thought that was so fun, so much fun to watch. Yeah, they were. They are so unique, as you well know, Coach. And these guys, uh, I definitely never wanted them to not feel welcome or like they'd done something wrong. Yeah. Uh, at the game, you know, it's good for our guys. You know, at the game, there'll be people will be getting phone calls and people will be talking. So I thought it was a great uh, marriage for us both to make them feel welcome. Uh, that you know, they're they're gathering in the morning, they're gathering at lunch, they gather in the evening. Incredible friendships there with with uh, Coach Wilkes and all of his people. And so to bring them in as his family to share the house he built, uh, it was such an honor just to have them sitting over there every day. And, and you taught your players, these young 18, 19, 20, 21-year-olds, uh, the respect of elderly folks, but more importantly, the history of a program. I thought that was important also. No, it really was. Uh, that's a great point, Coach, just to, for them to know what – Stetson basketball was at one time and that it still could be. And Coach Wilkes, as we well know, is a Hall of Famer and respected worldwide. And a lot of these young kids haven't heard about Stetson in the past 20 years on that type of level. To be able to have that right there and learn to respect people, especially someone like him, if his uh, character uh, is incredible uh, opportunity for our team. You know, I used to get a kick out of when you would let him speak to your team because when you get to that age, you have no filter. And he would just tell them, you know, who was good, who wasn't good. And you, and some of you guys aren't going to play. And I just got the biggest kick out of it. And those guys' eyeballs opened up. And here's this coach, Hall of Fame coach, telling them they got to play better. And, and I just thought that was so great that you let him be part of it like that. Yeah, absolutely. As you well know, Coach, uh, the coaching in you never leaves, and he's got incredible uh, awareness, and uh, it was good for him to express what he watched sitting over there without knowing the ins and outs of everything you do with the team, but he, he obviously could always predict and see you know, by watching uh, what he thought. And it was great for them to get that viewpoint. That mind of his is so sharp. So he would sit on the side, and when you would have a guest coach come in, like our dear friend, the head coach of the New Orleans Pelicans, Stan Van Gundy would come in, his wife Kim, of course, being on a board of trustees at Stetson. He would sit over there, and the two of them would talk like it was Naismith. And, you know, I mean, it was like, and Stan is sitting there at his, you know, at his feet learning. How how powerful is that, right? I mean, coach is so powerful. You know, you, you want to create an environment as, as a coach, as you well know, and there's been none better than you at understanding that is where someone could come and learn and grow from and be a part in a, in a safe environment. And we don't get that a lot. Now, obviously, we're missing that now with the COVID-19, but wanted this to be a place to learn and grow and share and, and obviously uh, have these guys come and, and just be a part of what we're trying to do here. Tell, tell, tell our listeners from around the world, I mean, many of them don't know who the heck Glenn Wilkes is, okay? But tell him about the coaches that he had come, came to Stetson back in the 60s and early 70s to come and do his little coaching clinic. 
Coach, it's, it's incredible. I mean, obviously the days that we got to share every day, you learn something new from him. And uh, some of the, the stories have just been amazing. And uh, one of them obviously was the opening of the building uh, when they opened up the Edmondson Center uh, back in the early 70s. It was one of the elite buildings in the state of Florida, mm-hmm. uh, one of the best. And they had opening game. Matter of fact, playing the team that I coached at at Marshall University was the game. Wow. And he had he had a special guest come to to sit alongside him on the bench as his special assistant, by the name of Adolph Rupp. That was his assistant coach that day to present the game ball and set on the bench and actually help him coach uh, during the game for the victory over the thundering herd. Uh, that was one of the special nights uh, that he loved to talk about. And then, you know, his famous basketball camps. It's amazing the people I, that I've met and even have hit me since the passing of coach here uh, just in the last few days that has talked about coming to the camp of champions where at the stations was John Wooden, was Bobby Knight, uh, was some of the elite coaches back in the day from Dean Smith on who would come to these camps to work his camp and spend two days with him. Uh, so back then, it was, wasn't uncommon to have some of those big names because that's the type of respect he demanded nationally and was able to just continue to be loved and revered. Obviously, George Raveling, uh, one of his all-time best friends, that's where they started their relationship amongst many other great coaches. Yeah, no, you're, you're close to Coach Rav. Uh, but the other night when you talked to Coach Rav uh, just before Coach Wilkes passed, you know, I thought he had some great comments. I mean, this is back in the 60s when their friendship started, right? It is, Coach, and to, and to think that you know brotherhood is something we talk about. It's one of our core values at Stetson for our players, and, and we know that uh, with our relationship and some of the the friendships you've had all your life. And, and we talk about brotherhood, and those guys met in 1968. And I just know Coach Wilkes was just telling me this past Monday uh, about how the love he had for Coach Rav and George Ravling and how they were from two different parts of the world and how they become together because of basketball and how much Coach Rav and his friendship and how much he loved him and what he had meant to him and how he impacted him uh, for the last 40 years of his life. So it's some incredible stories and respect. He was just telling me that again from a very humble, grateful side at 91 years old, how much he valued George Ravling. That's uh, such a neat thing and uh, it was really one of the neatest things I've ever seen, uh, how a young coach like yourself, uh, but a longtime friend of his, even though you're young, man, uh, but you just embraced him and, and really gave his life some real purpose and stuff. And he couldn't wait every day to come to that practice and talk to you about basketball. You know, I thought that was so powerful. It was so incredible, Coach. You know, our, one of our conversations has been so hard with the COVID not being able to come to practice here lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was missing it so bad, and he loved e-books, uh, and he was making some e-books up and has many of them right now online. And the, the latest one he was working on, he was sharing with me, was on the power of screening. Oh, and, wow. And we've never talked about or seen that. He says, you know, there's not much on that, so I'm going to really study the importance of screening some of the most untalked about things that really matter in everything you do offensively. That is so great. <laughs> he kept, uh, his, his son, Glenn Jr., who's been the women's coach at Rollins College, a great school in Winter Park, uh, Florida, has been the coach there for 35 years. And uh, we talked about this last night. 
uh, he came to his daddy and told him, what, you know, that he he needed his help. Talk about if you remember that story about you know he didn't know how to attack that defense. Oh yes, yes. So he comes to his dad and asks if uh, he can help him with something. He says yes. That's very simple to do. Uh, Glenn, uh, I'm the one that invented that defense. <laughs> That is that is so great, uh, you know. And and I can't wait till we get together, you know, at some point. Shy yourself, Rav, and Anthony Grant, and all these people that you know, and knew and Billy Donovan, and knew and loved uh, Glenn. That we can tell stories about him because he loved to tell stories. He was a master storyteller, a master storyteller coach. And one quick story is. Uh... He called me up second week here and says, you got to meet one of my best friends. And he says, I'm going to pick you up. And I'm kind of like, well, coach, wait a second. You're 91 years old. Let me pick you up. Nope. Nope. I'm going to pick you up. So him and uh, Gus Gibbs picked me up and they drive me to Daytona driving up the road. So I'm a little scared riding up the road with both those guys, but uh, they're they're like two 50 year old friends laughing, telling jokes, stories all the way up the road, and we pull in to meet uh, one of their best friends, Ron Rice, uh, the inventor of Hawaiian Tropic. And Ron comes to the door. We spend three hours hearing stories of of the old days, and obviously Ron's success. And we went to lunch at a taco place there locally, and. And on the way back, uh, I got the chance to drive, which was a big relief <laughs> for me. I learned a lot that day. Uh, it was incredible. He was so excited. All he wanted to talk about is the great things we were doing at Stetson. Coach Wilkes was at 91 years old to Ron to make him be a part. Ron Rice coming, was a part of several events here since I've arrived, all because of the love of Glenn Wilkes. That's amazing. It is so special. Donnie, thank you so much for sharing. I know this is a, it's a great, great loss for Stetson, for yourself, uh, for his family. Uh, but there's no better way that we know than to celebrate, celebrate who Glenn was and what he meant to so many people. So thanks for sharing. It meant him a lot. Absolutely, Coach. Appreciate you having me. Thanks so much for sharing in the celebration of Glenn Wilkes' life. Uh Hall of Famer George Raveling, uh, Larry Shiat, and Donnie Jones. Um, big thank yous t- to helping remember what is a great coach's life and how he impacted people. Remember, as Shy mentioned, it's not how many rings you have, how many wins you have that's going to be on your t- tombstone. It's all going to be about about the players you helped, about the people you cared for. That's what coaching is about. Remember, take players where they can't take themselves. Till next week, this is the coach, Brendan Sir. Mm-hmm.